Somebody's going to go bridge here. It's better time. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Gombridge Podcast, episode 72. My name is Andrew Gardner, joined alongside by Alex Clausen and Steve Brady. Boys, how are we doing today? Usually I got a little anecdote for this one. I really don't. Uh, I'm just, I guess I'm just ready to get into episode 72. Well, if you have read the title of this podcast, which if you clicked on it, you most certainly have, you'll know who's on. And this has been a quite a, quite a long time running or coming rather even, even longer. I'm sure than Pat realizes himself. Probably. Pat, how are we doing? Thanks for coming on the show today. Guys, I'm doing fantastic. It's been uh, kind of a crazy two weeks. I was out in Puerto Rico and then uh, the Super Bowl. So uh, it's, it's been tough to schedule this, but I'm glad we got it. Yeah, well, fifth time's the charm, I think. So yes, ready definitely. to roll. Um, so Pat, we'll start off. What, uh, what do you know about us? We'll start with that question. Um, not a whole lot. Okay. Uh, I know that I got an aggressive amount of peer pressure from Jared to come on the show. Uh, and then I saw a tremendous amount of tweets um, coming my way. I saw that one thing where he called me an alcoholic. Uh, and that was my official invitation onto the show, which I appreciate. Uh, so that's, that's about it. And we've been DMing for two weeks now. Yeah, it's been down in the DMs. Down in the DMs. To be fair, Jared said that. We did not say that. We actually said in that clip that we are a pro Pat Light podcast, which in 2022, I would say is less than common. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yes. What a, what a great way to start the pod. I believe uh, no pressure, of course, but I believe Jared said that this was your opportunity to save face for Red Sox fans. Uh, so I don't, I don't think that was in the clip. So. I didn't see that part of the clip. Can I get some context here? Is he saying that because I was just so bad that uh, I can make myself more lovable to Red Sox people now? Yeah, basically. He was like, if you go on that show, I think your uh, overall likableness will will go up because of, <laughs> I, I don't know, the, the, the bad timing, you know. Well, have Listen. you ever seen an athlete uh, hang out with a Make-A-Wish kid for an entire day? <laughs> That's like what this is. <laughs> All right, guys, this is, you know, Jared told me I would enjoy coming on the show. I did. I really didn't see it going like this in the first five minutes. Well, uh, I'm talking about make a wish kids and, and me being better uh, with Red Sox fans, but I've, I've loved this so far. We can turn it up. I mean, in probably the first 10 minutes we were on section 10, we spent probably seven of them talking about nine 11. <laughs> well, they, that's how they carbon date us. How old do you think we are? Um, Pre or post 9-11. Uh, okay, so this would be this would be twenty two be twenty one years if you're post nine eleven. Uh, are all of you the same age? Uh, we're within a year, probably within less. a year. But we all fall within pre or post. Yeah. Um, I think you guys are post nine eleven. Um, but I I take it from your guys DMs that you guys are all in college. Yes. So that would mean you'd have to be in your junior year in order to be pre. Because you have to be, be, be 21 years old. And I just, I, I don't think so. I think you guys are sophomores in college. Well, here's the thing about that is we are pre-September 11th, 2001. Okay. I am turning 22 years old in uh, less than a month. 
And these two, okay. my two co- cohorts are juniors and 20 years old. And 20 years old. Yes. Okay. I'm only about a month pre 9-11. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, great. Uh, I actually, I actually just speaking of 9-11, uh, I actually talked to my other podcast recently and got a lot of heat for it, talking about how uh, comparing Barry Bonds to the bombers at 9-11 and Hitler. Uh, people didn't love it, uh, but <laughs> got great engagement. <laughs> Can you fill us in? Like, how do you, how do you even compare those two? What I was saying was Barry should have been in the Hall of Fame. He's like, he's the villain of Major League Baseball. It's, it's how they've made him out to be. And when they were, you guys wouldn't know this because you guys are, were born literally at the time of 9-11. Uh, but when they did the museum here in New York, um, there was a lot of controversy saying whether or not to include the bombers in the museum. A lot of people didn't want that to happen. A lot of people did. Um, so I was like, if you tell the story, if you're telling the whole story of baseball, Barry Bonds is a part of it. He should be in the Hall of Fame. That was my, my rant. But I gave like, you know, you, know, you guys do this. You do like the little clip on TikTok or, or just to kind of tease them into watching it. I, I gave zero context in the clip. The people were not, <laughs> not happy. So what, what it sounds like to me is you were trying to say that Barry Bonds is the Osama bin Laden of Major League Baseball. Correct. It's a, Osama bin Laden and Hitler. Uh, so and Hitler. Uh, people, people weren't thrilled with that comparison. So. Wow. Hey, listen. It, it, if you listen to the context, it makes sense. Oh, you just told us the context? And I'm still not 100% no, it no, makes no, perfect I'm, sense. I am with it. I kind of get you. it. Thank you. No, Thank I, you, Andrew. I get it. If you're trying to tell the whole story, you know, did they include the bombers in the museum or no? Yes, they did. They ended up doing it. I okay. don't know. Um, I don't know if they have Hitler in the in the Holocaust museums that they have around I don't, the world. I, I've been there. I don't think they do. They don't. Or at so least listen. in the main one in D.C. I don't think they do. It so would be weird if baseball. there was just a big picture of Hitler. Yeah, it would be weird. I didn't say to include a huge picture of the man. <laughs> I'm just saying, how do you tell the story of the Holocaust without mentioning the guy who did it? You I mean, can't. You, you can't do it. You can't. Well, it'd be an incomplete story. You can. I suppose. It, you can, but it'd be incomplete. Certainly incomplete. Well, Pat, we want to tell your story on the show today. So it would certainly be incomplete without your Red Sox career. So just take us through, you know, drafted first round. Take us through the minors. You know, you got any cool stories, stuff like that? Um, I'm sure that was a dumb question. <laughs> tell me, tell me your best story. <laughs> Describe all of your years in the minors in yes. one story. Yes. <laughs> Take us through that. Um, I don't know if I have a great story or not. I mean, the story that everyone always wants to hear is the the, the angels one, but I've said it about a thousand times uh, on the airwaves, so I'm sure people have already, already have heard it, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I got drafted back in 12. It was fun. I went to uh, uh, Lowell, Massachusetts, which is a really interesting place. I don't know if you guys, how familiar you guys are with Lowell, but uh, I went out to the bar there once and I saw a young lady uh, do a flying headbutt at another young lady. Uh, and I, I put my beer down and I walked out of the bar and I said, I'm never <laughs> going back out in Lowell ever again because that was horrifying. Um, but then, yeah, then Greenville, Salem, Portland, Pawtucket, uh, which is now, where's Pawtucket now? Worcester. Worcester. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then Big Leagues in Boston and Minnesota, and then all over the fucking place and not throwing strikes ever again once I left Boston. So that was fun. Yeah, we have um, your, your major league career here. So Perfect. drafted, 
by originally by the twins, right, Gardy? Yeah. 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 How was that when you got traded from Boston back to Minnesota? I mean, obviously you didn't sign with them, but yeah. I mean, it was interesting because the guy that uh, drafted me, so he was the assistant GM. They had just fired the GM in Minnesota. Uh, the assistant took over uh, as interim, and it didn't seem like he was going to stick around. So when they called me and told me that he was, um, that he was like, oh, you know, I was around. I was like the scouting director when we drafted you out of high school. We're really happy to get you back, all that stuff. Um, it was a little nerve wracking because you never want to go into that type of situation. Like you want them to have just hired a guy, like a young guy that really wants you, that knows he's going to be there for the next few years. And that just wasn't the case. And sure enough, um, they ran me out there in Minnesota. Uh, there was a, there was a stretch. I can't remember how many, it was like 11 to 13 days. Um, I at 13 out of 13, I at least warmed up to go into the game. And I think it was like 11 out of 13 I pitched. Um, and, uh, that I, my, I think I was throwing like 84 miles an hour by the end of it. I couldn't keep up. And then I, I did that horrendous um, intentional walk, uh, which went straight to the backstop. And uh, at baggage claim the following year, I landed for spring training at baggage claim. They're like, see ya. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go. Am I allowed to curse on this podcast? Yeah. yeah. Uh, go fuck myself. So, <laughs> and went out to Miami and had a great time there. So we'll skip a couple questions because uh, I did have that intentional walk down on my notes. How do you feel about the new rule where you have to, you don't have to throw all all four pitches anymore? I I mean I love it. It was uh, I hate I never even when I was good at control like people don't realize this back in my minor league days like if you look at my my stats from Salem like I threw like 140 innings and walked like 35 guys like I had phenomenal control when I was a starter. Um, and then when I, the, the problem was when I went to the bullpen, like everyone just wanted me to throw hundred miles an hour. And like, I, I, I wasn't very good at controlling that ended up losing confidence and the snowball continued. And then I'm out of baseball. Uh, but the, I never liked it. Even when I had control to have to try to throw really hard downhill. And then out of nowhere, I'm just supposed to throw like a regular throw to my catcher. I just, it was always kind of like a mind fuck to me. Uh, so I never liked it. And then Minnesota uh, was a pretty big moment. And, uh, I, I threw the first one okay. The second one, I, I knew one of them was going to happen. I was like, there's no way I get through this. Uh, and sure, yeah, I didn't get through it in any way. So I was thrilled. And then they, when they made that rule, I was in Pittsburgh spring training. And, uh, you know, I'm a young guy. No one really comes up to me, to the media, to come talk to me. Like they have Garrett Cole to talk to. They don't need to talk to me. And uh, like, well, I got there like seven in the morning and the, every media member was surrounding my locker. And I was like, either I just got popped for steroids or something or something, something's going to happen. And I, and they're like, so Pat, how do you feel about the intentional walk rule? And I was like, ah, fuck you guys. So this is the only reason you've talked to me all spring training. So you can suck it. All right. That's about how, how I thought that was going to go. I bet. Take us through, uh, take us through your major, major league uh, debut in Atlanta too. How was that whole experience coming up and, and that day for you? I was awesome. I originally got called up the day before in Houston. Uh, and uh, the game was Sunday night baseball. Uh, the place was rocking. And I don't remember if it was an extra innings or if it wasn't. Uh, but I warmed up like four times to go into the game. And then at the end, uh, Heath Hembry Heater was in the game. It was like a 3-2 count, um, two outs. And uh, if I think it was second and third. And if they, they called down and said, they, this is Heater's last at batter. So whatever happens here. He's either blew the game or he walked the guy, whatever. Um, 
you're coming in next. And I thought for sure he was going to walk him. And I was going to come into my debut and Sunday night baseball bases loaded two outs in the bottom of the ninth or whatever it was against Houston. But uh, ended up not happening. Went out to Atlanta and it was a much easier position. David Price threw like eight innings, struck out like 15. Uh, I came in and I, I pitched well. Like I had, I had the guys on their heels. Atlanta was classified as a triple A baseball team. Like when we went through the scouting report, like there was like, this team sucks. Uh, and I had like a ground ball through the hole. Um, yeah, it was a ground ball through the hole. Then it was like a, like a little bloop over Xander. Uh, and then I had my, my, my big league moment, my big league debut moment where I walked the guy in four pitches. Cause now I'm like, fuck first and second, nobody out. Uh, and after that, I got three ground ball outs. So it, it, I think I split up one or two runs um, just because of the circumstance. We were up like seven to one or something like that. But uh, it was, it was nerve wracking as all hell. I'll tell you that getting warmed up and coming into there and as the stadiums are so much bigger uh it was i i was very nervous now talk us through one of your your bigger moments of your career you're playing at fenway mike truck comes up to the plate throwing inside swinging a miss down he goes what does that feel like for you honestly i didn't even notice at the time because um it was going so bad prior to that i i wasn't quite aware that that had just happened i was just trying to get anyone out like at all like we that so much went on during that game and that like like getting warmed up like starting to throw and immediately john calling back and saying he's going in the next batter um which happened to be mike uh and then again a lot of people don't know this but i hit mike i faced him twice i hit him the first time that's why it doesn't count as that bat and he's over one with one strikeout against me uh but uh, i came against mike then hit him Albert pools. It's a basis clearing double. Like it was, it was such a shit show that I, I had, didn't even realize what had done and near nor did I realize that one strikeout would define the rest of my base baseball career. <laughs> but uh, looking back on it, I've made a little media career out of literally one pitch. So I'm pretty happy about it. I mean, actually realize some of the guys that have never struck out Mike Trout in their career. No, <laughs> there's some good names on there. I mean, Adam Wainwright, Tim Lincecum, <laughs> Madison Bumgarner, Aroldis Chapman, Mariano Rivera, never struck him out. Listen, <clears throat> listen, guys, I'm on a list that they're not on. So I've made, I'm making, I'm making history. I'm also, like we talk, talked about that uh, bad intentional walk. I'm the last player in Major League Baseball history to fuck one up. So I'm in Cooperstown, oh, guys. That's, 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 that's the name of the game. Two extremes. Mm-hmm. One fantastic strikeout of perhaps one of the greatest baseball players ever. And, uh, one fucked up intentional walk. <laughs> yes. Uh, I've actually got a funny story from that angels night. So like I'm, I follow the team. I've followed the team. I'm a 162 guy, you know, I don't know, ever since I've been eight. And I remember exactly where I was that night. So I got like the MLB, like notifications coming through on my phone. I remember I, re- I was at like a family party and it was like, I don't know, like 14 to two. And one of my family members is like, what the fuck is going on with this team? And then I, no joke, probably 10 minutes later, check my phone again, 21 to two. And they were like, who are they putting on the mound? Like right now. Dude, try being out there. Like, I, I wish I was at I, a family party. <laughs> it was terrible. It was that. And then on top of it, if you guys remember early in that year, it was like, Maybe a three, two or three weeks prior to that, Dustin Pedroia ran up to the mound and and motherfucked Eddie Rodriguez. Oh, and it was like yeah. all over being like, uh, you know, this guy's soft. Like Dustin doesn't respect them, all that stuff. Um, I'm pitching in that fucking the game two weeks later, like July second, 
And all of a sudden, umpire says time. And I'm like, I don't know the fuck. I didn't call time. And I turn around and fucking Petey's running up, running to the mound. And I'm like, oh, here we go. I'm, I'm victim number two. He's going he's gonna to light me up on the mound. No pun intended. And uh, he's actually really nice. He was just saying that I was, I was doing fine. It just wasn't going my way. So just keep doing it. But at the time, I thought I was, I was about to watch my death in Major League Baseball live uh, at Fenway. So that was, that was also a scary moment for me. In death by Dustin Madrea, worse people have, it's been worse ways to go out. Yes, for definitely. Sure. So Red Sox traded you for Fernando Abad. Uh, how familiar are you with uh, Fernando Abad? Um, I mean, somewhat just because the amount of jokes people said that of it being a bad trade. Uh, I, I, I'm familiar enough to know some of the stuff he did in Boston, but I don't know a lot. Okay. Well, he wasn't good. He's, he's a bad pitcher. <laughs> okay. He was not good. So it, back to, uh, back to the twins. And then, so February 9th, you got traded to the pirates for cash considerations or a player to be named later. Do you know, do you remember what, uh, if they got cash considerations for that or was it no clue? No clue. I got, I was so happy um, that I had gotten, I, the twins, it was, so what they did there, they tried to fuck me over essentially and dump me right at a time where everyone's rosters are probably full going into spring training. So they, it would be a way for me to clear waivers and then be able to keep me and also cut my salary by, you know, a tremendous amount. Uh, so it was kind of a fucked up thing to do. So on day three, you're on waivers for three days until people can pick you up. And on day three, I got a call, uh, that the Pittsburgh, that Pittsburgh had gotten me. Um, and I was so, dude, I was so happy. I, I, I spent an astronomical amount of money in Miami as if I was like making like Derek Jeter money, which I was not. Uh, but I was so happy. I never paid any attention to what they may or may not have gotten later on down the road. So out of the three Pittsburgh, uh, twins and the red sox what were you like which city would you prefer to stay in for longer not even just like team wise just like nightlife um boston for sure yeah it's not even close uh pittsburgh is not that fun of a city i didn't play in the big leagues in pittsburgh but i'm I'm familiar with it because i've gone out there a number of times uh not that fun i don't think find it very uh fun city to go out in uh minnesota can be sneaky fun but it's like a, it's a real bar town. Um, there's not much options out there outside of that. It's like either a bar or a strip club. There's no in between. Um, and, you know, it's just different type of people out there. I'm, I'm from New Jersey, born and bred. Uh, it's very different. Boston is as close to home uh, as it can be. And then on top of it, I like being home. So like Boston being four hours from where I am now is, is, is much, much better for me. And Boston has everything. Uh, it's uh, it's a tremendous place to go out in. So you you mentioned uh, kind of like the minor like them trying to cut your salary there, and I know that's a huge debate right now, obviously with the lockout. So you know how because I feel like we don't get the the true story of how bad you know. I mean, we know guys get paid pretty low, but how bad were some of the conditions like in the minors? And like I don't know what what's your opinion on the lockout right now? And the conditions in the minor leagues are are pretty bad. Um, they don't really, um, and I think they saw a headline recently. They're trying to cut more players. Yep. Um, bunch like of like hundred, jobs, like a hundred yeah. jobs. Yeah. 100 plus to be jobs. fair, to be fair, I, I hate to see it, 
just solely though for the towns that these 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 uh, teams are in because it does bring life to very small towns across America, which is awesome. However, I think there are far too many minor league baseball players, um, and I think they uh, most of them are holding on to a pipe dream that won't happen. Like I know the kind of the behind the scenes uh, because my brother was a strength coach, so he was in a lot of these meetings when they just by happenstance, like they're not really consulting him on who should go up and who shouldn't and stuff like that. But he sits in on these meetings, and I know all the stuff from the agents. They don't. They don't even really consider the the back end draft guys. Uh, at the in my time, it was fifty rounds. Um, you know, it was there were just too many guys that they weren't even really giving a real look to. Um, and these guys, like I, you know, we had buddies that were trying to start families and had to work jobs when they left when they left baseball um, in, the, in the off season and not really prepare for the season. It's it's shitty conditions, and I didn't have to do it thankfully because I was a first rounder. I got I got signed for quite a bit of money, so I was able to make sure that I was okay. But you still have like you have like seven Dominicans in a one bedroom in Salem, Virginia. Like, what are, what are we doing here? I mean, we got to We got to be a little better than that. So I, I think it's ridiculous um, what they pay minor leaguers. But I think in order to pay minor leaguers a proper salary, they certainly need to cut jobs. Um, on top of that, the, the, the CBA stuff and the negotiations right now, I gave a very unpopular opinion uh, on Twitter saying that it was a um, that I like what's going on be, just because the fact that it, it, this should be happening, players standing up for themselves, owners making sure their businesses are taken care of. Like if I, as a business owner now, I don't own a major league baseball team, but like, you know, I compare it to my people. If they came to me asking for more money, uh, I, I'd probably tell them to suck it. Like, you know, that's just, that's yeah, because you're the, you know, you're a business owner. Like you're looking out for your business. It's different point of views, but um, they're going to come to a, a, a deal. I think with season starts on time, I don't think we're having any issues with that. The owners are going to lose money, uh, but the players need the money way more than the owners do. So uh, it should be should be interesting to see uh, when this actually happens. And one of the sneaky things that's kind of come out with it is the the whole steroid agreement has kind of just whisked away. It's now under the rug. What do you think about that? Because that was one of those things that early on, like I mean, now, like nobody ever thinks about steroids coming back. And now, like, I don't know if guys are going to take this chance to go take them. And then, you know, Vladdy Guerrero's hitting 75, 80 homers. Yeah. I don't, I mean, they're not testing right now just because the CBA expired, but you know, they're obviously going to go back to that once, once they have a new CBA, they're not like they're just going to get rid of the testing. Yeah. But I think, listen, the drugs are always ahead of the tests. That's how tests are made. Uh, there was, there is, if anyone doesn't think steroids are in baseball, they're kidding themselves. Uh, we used to get papers all the time saying this new drug that had about 75 different letters in it. It was now illegal. And, you know, a lot of the Latin guys would go and ask the trainer, hey, what is this? It, you know, I'm doing this, this and this. Is, is this in those things? Stuff like that. Um, so I think you'd be an idiot. I'm sure there will be people get, that get caught. But I think you'd be an idiot to go take it now. Yeah, you have to go through a cycle. It's my, it's my understanding. I never did steroids. I, I, you know, I had mental issues. If, I, if they had drugs for that, I certainly would have tried it. But uh, I, I think it takes longer than just like a couple of weeks of a, a CBA expiring to actually get any benefit from it. So I think people would be dumb to do it. So something you just mentioned there is like people don't know like what's actually a banned substance and stuff. So when a lot of these guys get caught for using steroids, uh, like, I don't know, I want to say it was Michael Chavis, like recently or something said that he just didn't know it was in his system. Is there more truth to that than I mean, I initially thought and a lot of people think. No, there's no, there's no, he knows exactly what's in the system. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, he knows exactly what's in there, There's, there's always the off chance 
that you're getting something um, from someone that's, you know, they says, Hey, this is this. And it happens to have something in that. The thing that they always talked about was like protein stuff. If you're taking stuff, that's not, uh, I forget the name NSA, maybe NSA approved. I can't remember. Um, they'll make things that are, that have substances in that are illegal for major league baseball players, but not illegal to sell in GNC. So if they make it on the same like factory belts and things like that, you could get an unlucky, you know, piece of a piece of uh whatever flying into those substances but um every no there's no truth to it the, the guys know what they're taking they're, they're giving it an effort they're trying to sneak one through uh i know plenty of guys that took you know actual real steroids when i was playing um it, there's there's no they're just going to deny because that's the way to that's the pr move but there's no truth to that in my in my opinion makes sense i guess we can like stick on the kind of like cheating, I guess. So last year there was like the whole spider tack thing that got like a lot of media coverage. And it's obviously not a new thing. Maybe spider tack in itself might be a new thing, but just how do you feel about using something like as aggressive as spider tack? I think the three of us all agree that maybe you should probably be allowed to use some pine tar, but spider tacks like a whole different thing. So I've never, I've never actually felt spider tack. So it's hard for me to say the move, for i used it sometimes i didn't use it all the time the move for me always was sunscreen and rosin um you see i mean, everyone sees the guys go to their go to their wrists while they're, pl- they're playing that's because that's where they put it um there has to be something you have to give them something um because the way they rub up the baseballs and you're throwing you're throwing a, like a dusty cue ball out there it's like it's terrible job um and the, the there's no seams on the baseball because they want them to be thrown harder and they want them to go further so you lower the seams and now they can throw them harder and they can, you know, again, they go further. That's what they want. Um, so you have nothing to grip. Like you don't ever need sunscreen and rosin with the high school baseballs because the seams are enormous. Uh, you never lose. Like you feel like you lost control of the baseball, but in major league baseball, they, those seams are non-existent. So they need to give an approved substance. I don't know what it will be, um, but they certainly need to get something for the pitchers. I, I will say as a side note, I think Tyler Glass now blaming his injury on it. And I play with Tyler. I, I really like the guy. I, I think that's a bit much. I think it was in his head. And that's probably what had spiraled into that something like that. But him just, you know, just because just they dance something doesn't mean all of a sudden now your elbow is, is, is going to go on you. So I think that was a bit much. But they need to give people something to, to use on these baseballs. And the, the big news in baseball right now, I mean, I'll say you don't have to comment this if you don't want to, but I know the whole Tyler Skagg thing is going on with, you know, the pills and everything, like, I don't know. Do you have anything on that? I mean, that whole thing is just wild. Yeah. I, I mean, I never saw that in baseball. I will mm-hmm. tell you that. That is, um, I, you, recreational drugs are used all throughout baseball. You know, it is not, it's not, it's not, you know, rare to see someone, you know, doing not, not doing cocaine at the ball, at the, at the clubhouse, but you know, that's not rare for guys to be doing. It's not rare for guys to be smoking weed. There's a reason why major league baseball doesn't test for recreational drugs in baseball. So it, it's, it, that's not rare. I've never seen something quite like this before, which is probably why it's getting as much. That's why it's going the way it's going. It's going to court because this is, this is aggressive. Um, you can't be giving out things like that, but um, I, I think it's, it looks like this guy's going to go to jail for quite some time. Um, I don't know how the only thing I don't know, and this is what I was actually reading before I came on the podcast. I don't know how they're going to prove 
that what killed the guy was given to him by uh, the guy K. That's a, a, the recent article I read said that's what they're trying to prove right now, that the things that were in him that killed him is we're trying to link it to the guy K who was giving all, all these drugs to everyone. I think it's got something to do with testimonies. That's like where Matt Harvey comes in and then he can say who was doing what and where they were getting it from. So it's all going to be like hearsay, I guess, almost. So you're going to see what they end up just deciding happened and who knows. Yeah. I would hate to be in his shoes right now to have to to possibly, it probably was him that gave it to him, but I always felt like in the justice system, not to dive into any of this type of stuff, but I always felt like you need, you better know, you better fucking know. You better not just be like, you know, it probably was you and now go to jail. Like you better fucking know that it was him that killed this guy or whatever he gave him, killed him. Not, I just, I don't want just speculations because you gave Matt Harvey stuff and you gave Tyler Skagg stuff. That doesn't mean that's what ended up leading to his death. So um, I'd like a little bit more proof than what I'm hearing so far, but we got a long process ahead of us with this trial. Absolutely. Clawson? Yeah, I mean, moving away from maybe some of the deep stuff with baseball. <laughs> uh, so what, what's going on after baseball? You got a bar now? That's the word on the street. Yeah, I got, I got three bars. Um, I got two, two technical bars. One a re- one's a restaurant. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I honestly I got, got into it just through my drinking habit. Um, when I was came home from baseball, I went to this, I don't, you guys know the town Hoboken? Yeah. yeah. New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's where I live. And, um, it's like a huge bar town. I was like 22 when I moved here, single, having a great time playing, you know, for the Red Sox. Um, but, uh, it was a great time and I'm a pretty low key guy at the bar. Like I like to go into like the corner, like my own little area with like some friends, like I usually just buy shots all night and then pretend to talk to girls, never really actually do it and go home. Um, eventually where it got around because the small, small bars. Um, yeah, not, not to cut you off, but that sounds exactly like what Steve Brady does on a Saturday night. <laughs> I'm telling you, I used to, I, I mean, I've gotten better in my old age, but at the time, like you're still like, like, fuck, I can't go talk to these people. Like, they're just, just going like, to absolutely torch me when I walk over to this girl. Um, but I don't buy anyway. shots and girls talk to me. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's not accurate. I've never been out with you. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I met some owners and they eventually asked me to, to that once I got released, I got released from the Mariners uh in 2018 of april 2018 i think or may uh and then like two months later they asked me to do the restaurant and that since then i've just been buying more and more places i think are they all in the jersey area all three of them are in hoboken um i'm buying two more in hoboken that we should close on those uh in i'd say maybe two months um and then I'm trying to expand because Hoboken is a small town and it can only, I'm a big like buy successful ones already and let them make me money. I don't really want to do a whole starting a restaurant thing. I think that sucks. Um, so I'm looking to expand. I've actually been looking in Boston uh, a little bit to see what I can do up there, but I'm just not up there enough to have an idea of where I just know that if I want to make money, it seems like I should buy bars in Southie. Um, but I guess there are other locations. I'm a more, you know, on brand bar would be one by Fenway. Um, but I, I don't know any of their for sale yet. Yeah. I was going to say, I think, was it when we talked to Jared or did I hear it on section 10 that you guys were like, I don't know, vaguely talking about buying a bar together? Yes. Yes. He, he wants to do a, him and Cole, want to do a section 10 bar, um, somewhere. 
Uh, now to, to, to do one, you got to do it by Fenway. Otherwise it's off brand. It doesn't, you know, he, he just, it just needs to be there. Um, so that's it really, it's really narrows how much we can do. Uh, I would love to do it though. Uh, just, I just know that Jared and Coley have no fucking clue what they're talking about in the bar world. The things that they asked for on the, on section 10 were just absolute lawsuits waiting to happen. Um, so, uh, we have to reel those guys in a little bit, but I, I hope to get one in Boston soon. Can you give us an example of one of these lawsuits waiting to happen? Um, you know, honestly, I wish I could there. I forget what they, I think, Oh, um, uh, Coley wanted, um, wanted a, like a, a mechanical bull, but like, and not the, mecha- I think it was, he wanted like a real horse. Like he wanted it to be a horse. Cause I guess, cause of what's his face. Um, Mo Vaughn rode one around the, 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 the field when they won the world series or, something, or not the world series, the pennant or something. Um, and uh, yeah, they won like a real horse in, in the bar. And I was just like, guys, we can't, can't have a real horse and then just tell it to start fucking trying to knock people off. it. <laughs> we can't, we can't do that. <laughs> so, so are you uh, technically directly employed by Barstool? Like uh, how Coley and Jared, Jared, I don't know if he is or isn't at this point, but. I don't know what's going on with section 10. So I was going to ask if like the branding would even like work out for like in a section 10 bar. So I, 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 the only thing I can say about what's going on, like, cause I'm kind of directly related to Jared's stuff. Sure. So J- Jared still got stuff going on uh, until he figures out his stuff. Uh, I won't do mine. So theoretically we 50% of the podcast uh, right now, since January 1st, has been working for free, uh, myself and Jared. Um, so I, who knows with a timetable here? I, I've talked to him a little bit about it. Uh, I don't know. He, he, Jared's kind of vague with a lot of stuff. So like when I talk to him, like, hey, what's going on? What, what time are we looking at here? He's like, ah, I don't know. You know, we'll get there. <laughs> okay. okay, Jared. So uh, we're waiting. I'm waiting to see what he does before I do anything. Hey, to be fair, we, we know how that feels. We've actually gone on uh, a full hundred percent without getting paid for this. So we're actually losing money. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That's all right. A lot of stuff that I do. I think I, I don't do my podcast. I do with my brother. Um, we don't make it. We are about to fortunately, uh, but we're, I don't know. I'm almost two years. How many episodes, how many years are you guys in? Year and some change here in like two year months, change. three months. So I started mine August of 2020. So I'll be I'm about a year and a half in. Um, and we're just about to, I think in the next couple months, finally get, uh, some, some ad dollars into the old pocket, but, uh, it takes a while. Have you just attempted to try to get some, some sponsors? It's a pain in the fucking ass. It is. And I was actually going to ask you, have you, uh, for the year of 2022, have you sparked your summer celebration yet? Have I sparked my summer celebration? Yeah. Like, have you gotten that? Does this be an ad read? It might be. That's great. I haven't done. I have, or I haven't. I don't know which answer you want. Okay, but there's both. Okay, just truthfully, Clausen, have you sparked your summer celebration? Most certainly not. It was like 15 degrees yesterday, so I spent as much time indoors as I could. Do you know how someone would go about doing that, though? Not a clue. Really, zero. Move. I don't know. (laughs) Go somewhere warm. Well, I mean. Summer's as close in Boston as it is in Florida. Yeah, but no. it's not as close in Australia. That's a good point. You know, Steve, like you have, do you have any ideas for Clawson? Like, I'm 
I actually used this thing today. Uh, Did you actually use it? Yeah, I used it. No way. Yeah. Uh, I didn't use our link though. Dude. Because, <laughs> because we're, we're, we're still waiting on receiving the new one post Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, the offer's not valid anymore. Yeah, the offer's not valid. Instacart. You know what that is, Steve? Are you going to tell me? Do you know what it is? I'd love to hear. Well, if you're like Steve Brady and don't know, it's an online grocery delivery app that allows you to handpick a variety of fresh foods and products. Forget that ingredient you need to make your famous dish while watching the socks, or you're like Pat Light and haven't started your summer celebration, order it through Instacart. Delivery straight to your door in as fast as an hour. You can shop multiple stores, see details in your area that will help you save money. Every item is hand-selected at the store to fit even the most specific needs. They always handle with care to make sure everything gets to you in one piece. Now, I don't know what the offer is this week. Doesn't sound like Steve does either, but I, I got nothing for you. Just, we have yet to I'm receive sure. the offer this week. I can I'm imagine sure. it's something like on your first order of $20 or more, receive free delivery. It's probably something like that. So uh, check it out. Click the link anyway. Find out what it is. It's Pork on Bridge. Instacart. Never step foot in a grocery store again. Woo. We've, in fact, not, we've in fact not made money off that. That ad nope. read no. has so many typos in it. Yeah, but you've done it like 50 times. Like if I, if I read it word for word, it would not make sense. Well, good thing you don't. That's right. That was great, guys. It's not Thanks. too bad. No, I used Instacart today. Did you? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah, I, I had to get, I had to get, uh, I think I did. Well, it wasn't me that did it. It was a nice young lady. Uh, but I, we were, she was uh, getting us, she was going to make me dinner. So she made me dinner and, I, and she needed groceries. I'm pretty sure she used Instacart, but I can't, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm I'd imagine sure. she used Instacart because there's simply no competitor <laughs> that will guarantee your groceries in less than an hour, all in one piece. Instacart. Pretty impressive. Why would you want to step foot in a grocery store again either? Never would. There's no windows in there. They try and that's actually fuck a good up all point. the time so that you don't know how long you've been in the grocery store. So you just walk around aimlessly. Somebody else could do that for you. That's a good point. Steve or uh, Pat, how do you feel about free ads? I hate free ads. No free ads. Oh. No free ads. We loathe them. Loathe we them love a big fan of free ads. On this no, show. loathe. Like, oh, hate loathe. them. No, 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 no. <laughs> we are the most anti-free ad podcast of all time, actually. I hope so. <laughs> not just going to be dishing out shout-outs for no reason, left and right. No, definitely not left and right. Maybe just left. Yeah. I actually spent a good hour today trying to find a coupon that worked for Instacart because I did not want – I refused to pay full price for those groceries. <laughs> and I found one eventually. Anyway. Do that. Um, so I guess we, we'll circle back to your bar real quick because that was what we were just talking about. Do, do you have any celebrity appearances in your bar at any time or, or micro celebrities? And if so, who? Uh, I would say the most famous person we've had at my bar Um was Eli Manning. Oh, it's pretty fancy. That's pretty fancy. Kick him out. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a giant bar, so no. Um, <laughs> it was it was actually a super viral event too because he was uh, everyone was saying 
how he was like passing it off to Daniel Jones. This was the year he was retiring. Um, and he was playing like flip cup and this particular bar for whatever reason, I don't know why it started, but, um, we, we throw napkins and, um, he had like a, there's like a, there's like a gif of him or GIF. I don't know which one it is, but on, I don't know if it's Twitter. I don't remember where it is, but it's somewhere of him just like throwing like three singular napkins. Um, I actually think I've seen that. Yeah. That's, that's my bar. Uh, So he came in unannounced. Um, uh, and it caused quite the stir, but, um, he's probably the most famous we've had. We get, a, we get, you know, every, almost every Barcelona person ever coming into the bar. Uh, we had just had chase rice. Um, he came in after coincidentally after playing it in front of a sold out crowd at Madison square garden, he decided after the show, I'm going to go to a Pat's bar in Hoboken. <laughs> so that was interesting. Uh, but. Oh, who's more famous, Eli Manning or Chase Rice? Eli Manning, right? Uh, I don't know who Chase Rice is, to be honest. So there with you me. go, country singer. You know, I was. I'm gonna. I was watching the Super Bowl on Sunday, like everyone was, and Eli Manning was. He was in some ad or some like preview thing. He looks like the most normal guy on the face of the earth. Like he looks like he still sells insurance. Just an average Joe. Seriously, two Great. Super Bowl rings. Always wearing a quarter zip. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you. Yeah, I'm a big. I'm a big quarter zip guy. Are you yeah. team quarter zip with no undershirt? You just like I am. What is, yeah, he's so wearing so right now. Awesome. I know. That's the way to do I, it. I it's more comfortable. Yeah, it's a shirt. It looks fantastic. Clausen gets a lot of flack for that. I do Not like I do like crew necks and sweatshirts without shirts under either. Uh, okay. Well, sweatshirt seems odd. It depends on the sweatshirt. Okay. Depends and on the hoodie, fit, really. Huh? Will you do a hoodie without a without a shirt underneath it? Probably not. Do you put a hoodie on because the current what you're currently wearing is is not sufficient to get away from the cold? It's not. I have nothing on. I'm just going to put a hoodie on. That'd be weird. No. Would you do? Would you do a full full zipper hoodie with nothing underneath? I would never do a full zipper to begin with. Okay. okay. Really? So you no. wouldn't wear regular wear, jackets? Yeah, I was gonna you don't say. do that. Well, no, no, no. I, I think you meant like, I think like full zip sweatshirts. Okay, well, yeah, but they could be they could classify as light jackets. I was gonna say, so the material surrounding the zipper is what is the deal breaker for you? Yes. Yeah. If it's if it's like a but if the zipper like below my chest, I won't I won't wear it. Why would there just be a zipper chest like belly button? Down? No, no, no. I that mean, would like, never quarter happen. zip is fine, but like yeah. full zip, no way. If Dawson ever wore a full zipper hoodie with no shirt underneath it, I think I would stop being friends with him. I would agree with that statement. It sounds uncomfortable. It does. It sounds wildly uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. That sounds terrible. I got to ask for Clawson's sake, what Mm -hmm. is the shortest number inseam shorts length you would wear? The shortest number, like five inches, six inches, seven inches. Like I, I have no idea. I can't answer that question okay. for you. I'm gonna. I will tell you the the new the new. The, it's it's above the knee. That's the that's the new look. That is the that new is look. the new look. Clawson's um, above the thigh, but Clawson's shorts are above the thigh. Short. I'm a five. I, I'm a five inch inseam guy. Are you wearing them right now? Yeah, I'll stand up on my chair. Can't really see. Ooh, so short. Yeah, that's I'm- too much. It's too much. Short. That's too much. I got chicken stick legs though, so like from lower than. Yeah, no, too much. No, no one needs to see that. 
Yeah. Let's, let's sit back down. <laughs> Love um, it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I wouldn't, I'm going to, I like between his point is like the, whatever it was between the shorts and the kneecap. I'm like in at the halfway point of that. So you're like a golf shorts kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Big golf fan. And the bathing suits are that way. I wore a bathing suit the other day. Lululemon, lovely bathing suit. Whoa, it was from whoa, back whoa, in whoa, two- whoa. That was a free ad. Free ad. Oh, um, not that company. Uh, but a random piece of clothing from a random company. And uh, it was like, it was like just touching my knee. And the young lady I was with said, I can never wear those again. <laughs> Had to be above the knee. And I was like, has no. to be. Has to be. Everything comes back into style eventually. It was the short shorts and like whatever, like the 80s. 70s and 80s. And then the 90s got longer and everything's going to circle back eventually. Mm-hmm. That's the way so. it works. It's like the cycle of the moon. It just come, comes and goes, comes and goes. Yeah. Comes A lot of people goes. comparing fashion trends to the cycles of the moon. A lot of people. Well, do that. Yeah, certainly. Certainly. Um, so kind of like going off like your interests outside of baseball, um you're on section 10 now you know you're not you're you're still pretty new to the show uh was being you know like a like baseball content creator or like media was that ever something that really interests you while you were playing uh when i it was like 2000 oh, when did i play for the pirates 2017 yes yeah, 17 uh that i was in spring training my brother was a strength coach for the lakers at the time and he uh, called me one time and he goes, and I'm sure, uh, if you guys are content guys, uh, there's no way you haven't heard of the name Gary V. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So he goes, have you ever heard of this guy, Gary V or Gary Vaynerchuk? And I was like, no, I've never heard of this man. Well, you know, what am I looking at? And so he like sent me this. We kind of talked about it. And uh, that is when I started kind of being a little bit intrigued by it. Um, the reason I started doing it was because I wanted more followers on Instagram because you get better looking girls. Uh, that was the whole reason I started. And then it kind of went into more and more. I got made fun of tremendously in the clubhouses for some of the stuff that I would do. And looking back on, it, I deserved to be made fun of. I was trying to figure out how to do it. And what would you, what would you like post in those? Like I, I have to look back and there's cause there's, cause now Instagram is no longer what it was for me. Like it right. used to be like a, you know, like normal for everyone, like a collection of pictures. Uh, now it's like, there's, I posted a thousand fucking times. And it's all a bunch of shit, but like I would do, I don't remember exactly a lot of selfies. I remember that. I remember that phase. Um, and it just, that wasn't it. It's really hard to grow on Instagram. I'm sure you guys have noticed that it's fucking terrible. Uh, that's why I, I, I love TikTok. Uh, but uh, I didn't start, I didn't start actually thinking that I started getting good at this and actually becoming, you know, a little bit better at this until TikTok came along because it kind of gave me that little, I like the seven second video just to kind of make a fucking joke and move on rather than trying to, I don't know what the fuck Instagram's doing with pictures and shit like that. I had no idea what I was doing. Twitter was easy. So you just type away your little thoughts, but yeah, I had an interest in 17 when I started with my first made contact with Gary Vaynerchuk, but, uh, and then I also knew my career was going downhill. So I needed something else. Well, how did the whole process, uh, like obviously Steve leaving section 10, we actually went to Fenway with Jared, Steve, and Chris Cotillo the night that Steve announced he was leaving. I remember there was some talk about, you know, who was going to replace him. So how did that whole, uh, you know, conversation take place and how did it you know, ultimately end up happening? Jared had asked me to be a part of the show uh, for the last like two years. Um, 
we just never kind of went through with it. I kind of felt awkward about it because I was like four hosts, like four people on the show. You know, I think three is is I personally I think three is probably the top. I don't know. It's it's hard to incorporate four people into a into a show. So I never really wanted to do it. Jared never really pulled the trigger on it. And then randomly, I think I was like, it was in bed one night. Uh and I got a text from Jared. And he was just, he was just we start start every almost every conversation the same way. He he says my name, then I say his name. And then we talk about what we're talking about. He's just like Patrick. And I just responded, Jared. And he goes, It's time. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And so then I was like, well, what's happening? He's like, Steve's leaving. And so I knew a little bit before Steve announced it. Um, and I knew I was going on. Um, but that's that's how it went down. Would you say you've enjoyed your time on the show so far? Yeah. The podcasts are really long. Yeah. So that's one thing I, I think that and I've talked to like the short porch guys, they, the short porch guys come to the bar all the time because they're here. They're local, you know, Jared's in Boston. Um, and uh, it's, I, I do have other businesses to run and like, I can't just like, and he texts, he can't be like, text me, Hey guys, podcast in 20. And now I just got to take four hours out of my day. <laughs> block off. Just, just doesn't, I, I need, I need like notice in order to pull that, pull that like an hour podcast. I can figure that out hour and a half. We can, I can make do. Uh, but like, if you're going to, if I have to block out three to four hours of my day, just in case Jared wants to talk four fucking hours, then I, we need to give me more notice. So um, that's the only downfall. But like, I look, I like to say, like, I gotta go for three fucking hours here. And then I get on the podcast and like, I love talking to Jared and Coley. So it usually goes by pretty quick. Yeah. When we had Jared on a couple of weeks ago, I think we asked him, we were like, what do you, what do you think? Like the possibility of like the longest that you could go. And we had, we actually had Jake on a couple of weeks again or a week ago too. And we asked him, we were like, you know, what do you expect when you sit down? He's like, I just budget like three hours now. He's like, I don't know. Yeah. But Jared was saying, he was like, yeah, I've talked to Coley about doing like the longest podcast episode ever. And what was it like over 26 hours or something? Yeah, it's over a day. Yeah, not, yeah, I would go to sleep during the podcast. So I don't know if that's well, probably to, not in your cards, but to be fair, Jared said it wouldn't be worth it because somebody would just hear about you guys doing it and then they would just do it longer, like right after. And then you just wouldn't even be able to get the shine from it. Yes, I would agree with that. So it would, I don't think it'd be worth it. I'm on record as saying I do not want to do that. Uh, so uh, I hope that doesn't come true. What's, well, like, what's awesome. the longest you would go? Uh, what well, didn't we just do a four-hour podcast? Yeah, a couple weeks. Yeah. Ago, yeah. Um, I mean, that was the voicemails episode. I think. I think it was. You're right. Uh, that was fun. Um, I honestly, we're 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 pretty close to the max at four hours. I I don't want to go longer than that. Like, and I you sit for the whole fucking four hours. Like, that I, I I'm old now. Like, I get up, my knee hurts. Like, it's it. This is it's just I. If we were trying to set a record, I could get myself on board with going further, but uh, I just have no interest in that. So I, I, I would say four would be the absolute max that I would I would do. Maybe I guess five since I did go over four hours definitely that day. So I guess maybe five is the max. What's well, like you should maybe you should invest in a standing desk. I'm a big standing desk guy. You seem like a big standing desk guy. <laughs> right? so I see your fucking <laughs> legs while you're in your shorts. <laughs> I actually have a I have a theory. Uh, I think that if I think the world would be a healthier place if people stopped sitting. That's not a theory. That's a literal fact. Well, no. Yeah. If if we had standing desk, if we got rid of like sitting desks, 
brought in standing desks and then had people take cold showers, I think the world would be a lot healthier of a place. So like no more wheelchairs, just banned? Yeah, survival of the fittest. Okay. So you want to add a cold shower mandate along with a standing desk mandate to the entire United States or entire world for that matter. I can only control so much, but cold showers have cold showers have a bevy of benefits. Yes, I actually I'm a big I end my my shower in cold. I don't. I start it and stop it with cold. Okay, one upper. I get it. Clausen is actually. uh, Yes. Go ahead, Steve. I was just going to say Clausen actually has probably more power than he should in any position anywhere because he is the president of our like seventy person fraternity. So. Some of the mandates I, I anticipate coming are scary. No, that's coming. I can I can mess with the hot water heater. That's true. Clawson, do you want to ask Pat the question that you know we've all been waiting for you to ask? Yeah. Uh, do you think any of us, if you gave us six months and a professional pitching coach could throw 90 miles an hour? Hold on. I thought you were going to say something else no Gardner what did you think he was gonna ask? I thought he was gonna say that too oh, okay never mind I don't know what um, you why what were you thinking Steve yeah what are you no well thinking, we're gonna get to that after oh okay. it's always the question they fall one another okay um can I get some context do you guys do you guys I assume you guys played baseball before yeah do you guys play in college no no most certainly not okay most certainly not so then I'm going to say definitely not no, yeah. if if you're no, there's no, if you guys are if if you didn't even think about playing baseball in college, <laughs> then I'm pretty certain you're not going to even sniff ninety. I haven't played since eighth grade, so yeah, you got no chance. Well, so this happened because Clausen, as the confident individual that he is, said that he would bet me. I don't know if they were like season tickets to no. the Red Sox or something like that. I don't know. I think it was a game. I think it was like, yeah, take, I take into a game and vice versa. I pay your tab, or whatever the bleacher bar, or whatever. If we had a year originally, I think it was a year. Originally it was five, years. five years. Yeah. I don't know. The, the time keeps going down because Clausen's confidence keeps increasing for some reason. Um, that one of us would be able to hit 90 miles per hour. And I said, no way. And then I think Gardner also said no way. And Clausen, for some reason, thinks that he can just do it. Clausen, what's the hardest you've ever thrown? <laughs> I have, 72. So here's the thing. I have no basis because I stopped pitching in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. That starts pit- so far, by the way. I think I, huh? It's a bad start. Yeah. I think maybe I pitched like once in freshman year of high school. Okay. And my freshman year of high school, I was, I think – Five five and like 110 pounds soaking wet. So mm-hmm. I'm going to guess that whatever I was throwing then is not close to what I'm throwing now. And um, how, how, how tall and big are you now? I think I'm like 6'1", 6'2", 185. 185, okay. Yeah, still no chance of you throwing 90 miles an hour. No. no. See, here's the thing. Phillips Valdez is like, what, 150 pounds? He's like he six throws 90. Five, isn't he? Isn't Valdez like 6'5"? His wingspan's I, probably like six eight. You don't have the leverage for that. It, it's not so much how big you are. Like I still, I threw like me getting stronger did certainly help me throw harder. Uh, but I mean, it's it's really just how fast you can move your fucking arm. 
Uh, so <laughs> yeah, you being like bigger now, that doesn't really do anything for me. Um, especially because you're probably throwing, if you stopped pitching in eighth grade, you probably were throwing like in the seventies, but you don't have a chance of throwing 90. I don't care how long I give you. And how old are you now? 22, you said? 20. You're 20. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. You still have no chance. Yeah. I don't think in six months you have zero chance of getting to 90. Uh, you're gonna, uh, it's going to take years and it's, and it's only if your arm has it in you, you, you might just not have that in your arm. I think if you don't think like even professional pitching coach, professional, professional staff. I've been around professional pitching coaches. They suck. They're not actually good pitchers. You need to get like Greg Maddox to teach you. Um, so I Greg Maddox counts, didn't throw 90. He's, he was like a 94 guy early in his career. Greg Maddox, was he? Yeah, he was he threw through pretty hard. So, so people forget that Mariano Rivera threw like 95 too, and he just stopped doing that because he only needed a damn cutter. Uh, but uh, regardless, you you need you just need more, and you might not again. You might it might not be possible for you. You might not have that in the old arm. So I'm saying definitely not in six months. I would bet the house on it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I think if we, I think if we can get Greg Maddox on the horn. I'd take you up on that. Great. Well, the <laughs> yeah, thing sure. was. The thing is, if we were, um, uh, if we were, uh, uh, like actually doing this, what would you be able to bet me in return? If I'm betting my life on this, <laughs> we're talking, we're talking quite a bit of stuff here. Uh, what are you gonna be able to give me in return? What well, do you, you want? Have to, you have to scale the odds. You have to scale the odds. I just want him to bet his life as well. So, so, so one of us is going to zero in the bank account. <laughs> I think I think one of our bank accounts is going to be a little less of a hurt. <laughs> oh, mine's a little, mine's probably a little closer to zero than yours, Pat. <laughs> well, I uh, yeah, I don't know how worth this this would be for me to bet this, but uh, yeah, I just don't think so. I don't think you can get there in six months. Well, shocker. That answers it. Yeah, there you go. Ever seen the movie Fever Pitch? No. Nah. Sorry. You know what is that it the is? One with, is that the one with Jimmy Fallon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've seen any of these fans with Drew Barrymore or something like that. They get in love, in love or something. Something like that. Yeah. It's Klaus's favorite movie. We talk about it a lot. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've never seen it once. Yeah, well, I haven't. I don't think any of us have seen it within the last 10 years, so it's kind of... I saw it like two years ago. That's news to me. I've yeah, been saying it for a long time. We've talked about one fever pitch decade. every show yeah. for the past two months. Austin said this a thousand times. Our friend has it on like Blu-ray. Shout out Harry. Now it's probably another Blu-ray fever pitch. Nah, it's just a DVD. Pat, when you were twenty, were you you were on the Cape? Was that like around the time you were on the Cape pitching uh-huh, for Chatham? I was, was twenty. Yeah. Yeah. How uh, how was that summer for you? Uh, it was kind of like my kind of coming out party. Um. Uh, it was the first time I realized that uh, pro scouts do not give a shit about your your statistics in college baseball. Um, so that was interesting because we, when I got to Chatham, uh, they moved me from uh, once. Like, I don't know if you guys know how this works in, in, in the Cape. Like All the big guys who go and play in the College World Series are late. Mm-hmm. Um, so guys like me, I actually had a temp contract on my way up there. Uh, and then on my way up, like I was like two hours out, they called me and said, Hey, you got a full one now, which was great. Uh, but uh, they like, I started originally and then all the big guys came in and then I was switched to the pen. And once I got switched to the pen, 
like people started falling in love with what I was doing. I don't know particularly why I don't remember how good I was pitching. I guess I was pitching pretty good, but, um, so all of a sudden I had a bunch of agents, uh, come up to me and wanted to meet with me. And that's kind of when everything started, uh, up until that point, I didn't really know what was, what, what was going to happen in the draft. Um, but, uh, then, uh, sorry, the guy behind you guys just, uh, distracted me. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus. um, but yeah, the, uh, I didn't really know what was going to happen. And then all of a sudden, you know, like a month into the Cape, it's all of a sudden like I'm going to be a first round draft pick, which it was like zero to a hundred. I had no idea that that was going to happen. Uh, and I had some one douchebag from UNC. I don't think he played a day in pro ball. He's a real douche. He came up to me. He was like, I just don't get why everyone's fucking coming up to you and liking you. Like, I don't, what are you, how good are you? And I was like, dude, does you really just say that to me? <laughs> like, you know, you said it to me, like right to my face. I don't get this. The guy was a real fucking cockbag, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, I don't. Again, I don't think he played a day in pro ball, so he can suck it's, it. Fuck that man's guy. name was Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> no, the biggest name on that team was uh, Chris Bryant. Wow! Wow! Yeah, and he was not thought of highly on the team. Really, but we liked the guy as a person. He's like a really, really nice person. Um, but he uh, he actually uh, he was like unbelievable batting practice guy, but struck out a thousand times during the season and he was he was young he was a freshman that his freshman year he was good but he was still kind of learning as you know the jump from high school pitching to college pitching specifically when you're playing against the best players in the country uh in the cape uh it's certainly a huge difference for him so i can understand he actually funny story but it's not a funny story it's actually a really sad story uh but he was on deck and he swung his bat and hit the bat boy who was like a like nine years old 10 years old i don't know why i said this was a funny story yeah, uh, yeah but he, luckily the kid had his helmet on and the kid was crying originally chris started crying because he was kind of shaken up from it and <laughs> I, I can't laugh um chris was actually crying longer than the kid was the kid was like fine ready to go back and <laughs> we had to take a break because chris was still upset so it shows how nice of a guy he is, but it was, I was, it was like, Chris, come on, lock it up, man. <laughs> go, go up to Batman. <laughs> I feel horrible for saying that was a funny story. Going to hell. <laughs> you, <laughs> That's my Chris Bryan story. You'll meet Osama Bin Laden and Barry Bonds down there. <laughs> Can't wait. Jeez. Like, um, you should have been in the Hall of Fame, sir. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, all right, we're at, we'll start to wrap this up. Okay, <laughs> on that note, um, I think the final like main question we got for you is uh, you got you got a big hot take? Oh, that's that's the only context I get. Just, do I you have got a hot, hot take? Uh, do I have a hot take? Yeah, no, when when we went on <laughs> section 10, when we went on section 10, uh huh. Coley said, if you don't have a hot take ready, then you simply are not cut out for this business and you should quit right now. Um, Give us, you know, I don't want a baseball take. Give us a hot like bar take, like operations wise, drinks wise. um, I don't know. (sighs) I don't know. I don't, I honestly don't have a take for the bar industry other than that. I know I told people at on session 10, this, and I feel bad. I hope none of my customers listen, but uh, they should know that I, uh, once it, we get past 11 PM at the bar, I am taking advantage of you and your credit card. So people should right. know that. Yep. What's your, uh, what's your go-to drink at the bar? 
I'm a scotch drinker. So I like scotch on the rocks or scotch neat, um, depending on the year uh, and, and the type of scotch it is. But uh, that's my go-to. If I'm just, if I'm going like this bar, like Green Rock is just a fucking nightmare. Um, and it's just like shoulder to shoulder, 22 to 24 year olds. Uh, everyone's annoying. So uh, there I typically just take shots because I need to be absolutely blacked out to enjoy myself. There you go. If you guys ever in Hobo, you should, you should come. It's great. I'd love to. People, people love it. Road trip. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not too it. far. I live in Connecticut. And uh, maybe I'll come. To, I'm turning 21 in May. So maybe I'll come down there. That'd be, dude, I'm telling you, it's a great spot. Um, especially for 21-year-olds. You black out. You don't know. <laughs> people tell me I have fun. Uh, apparently, last uh, I've been I've been away the past couple weeks, as you guys know. So I've been staying away from my own bar because uh, three weeks ago, apparently, I feel bad about this. Apparently, I did. I was hammered, and um, some guy like bumped into me. Apparently, I didn't realize, but apparently, he was being super polite, but I didn't realize, and I just turned to him. I like he's like five seven. I like turned to him and looked. At him, I was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> Took two hard bouncers. <laughs> took him out and i go in the next day and my bounce like do you remember doing this and i was like yeah he bumped into me he was like he was saying excuse me pat like he was being super nice and you just looked at him and told me to get the fuck out of your bar god <laughs> like, oh, god i should take some time off so i i, I haven't been back in a couple weeks but uh, i do make my return uh this sunday because it is the 20th anniversary of the right. bar mm-hmm. i think I, I think that's gonna be my plan 21st birthday i'm gonna come down to hoboken I'm the Hoboken. I can show you around. At that point, I'll probably own uh, five bars. Right. And uh, it's a great time. Definitely get you laid. That'd be easy. Uh, as long as you don't fight anyone. Are you a fighter? No, I'm not at no? all, actually. No. <laughs> Steve looks like he'd be fighting people at the bar. I'm trying to think out of the three of us. Uh, who would be. I think out of three of us, none of us are really that con. All right. So, well, yeah, he probably does because you took it after Jared. Huh? What? I were you not talking about the button trick? That oh, oh I, that's a tailgate trick. My What's my big trick? trick at when I go out is telling people that I just met that I can't read. Oh yes, that's awesome. That just like to stir the pot. I've gotten probably at least two dozen people that like genuinely believe me. <laughs> okay, that's that's great. It works. <laughs> that is tremendous. Andrew helped me probably get what three, four people just on Sun, just on Saturday night alone. Now, are you trying to? Are you just trying to start? Are you just trying to fuck with people? Oh yeah. Okay. I didn't know if this was like your way of starting conversations with with women to tell them you, you can't you no. can't literate. Nope. Okay. Nah, he's a girlfriend. So yeah. All right. Close um, out the night. Let's just we'll do that. We'll do that later. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not doing that now. Fuck off, Steve. Fuck you, Steve. Um, Pat, you got any closing thoughts? What the fuck? That's exactly what closing <laughs> happened. Steve, you've lost your privilege to talk. This right. is one hell of a podcast. Um, do I have any thoughts on anything in general? Yeah, just like what, like what life. do you want to leave the listeners with? Um, don't take dating advice from Steve. Nobody ever said it would lead to dating. Don't take any advice, regardless of topic, from Steve. All right. 
Good advice. How uh, Good advice. on a on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your uh, your first shot on Gombridge? Uh, I mean, I'm I only bring tens, so uh, I know I did tremendous today. You're great. I can't speak for everyone on this on the show, but I did great. Awesome. Did you yeah. enjoy it? I loved it. This was a great time. The nice awesome. little break of my day. It's now. Well, we're all East Coast, so you're all at the same time. Uh, I'll probably take a shower, hit the bed now, call it a day. Fair enough. All right. Well, anyway, sex, you know, who knows? Yes. Who knows? Yes. Who knows? Who knows? Well, anyway, Pat, thanks for coming on. Hopefully uh, (laughs) we could have you on again. I'll uh, I'll let you know about the 21st and uh, have a great rest of your night. Sounds good, guy. Thanks. All right. There you go. The Converge debut of Pat Light. Uh, that, that was that was that I, was great. I would say that was like if I could compare that, like the Lusitania debuted and then sank. <laughs> I would I would compare that to Wasn't like the Lusitania. Uh, oh no! I'm, what, what was the blip? Start with a G. I know what you're talking about. There's you know there's only like six blips in the entire world. Yeah, we've talked about this. There's an absurd, like, finite amount of blimps. There's on, like six, six to eight, I'd say, blimps that are active right now in the world. It's wrong. Not a lot. But I'll, I'll tell you what. I mean, the Padlight interview wasn't one of the eight blimps that are in the world. Maybe not. Was it interesting? For sure. Some stuff might have been said that, you know, is a little more edgy for gone bridge recently but pat light just kind of brings that energy to the table so i think that it was all in good fun and it was a great interview and i hope everybody enjoyed it yeah that was that was great um yeah i don't i don't got much else to say i don't know if we're gonna have a guest next week i don't know if we are either to be honest we'll figure something out we're figuring it out uh speaking of like the thing is, is we've, we've covered this whole off season very well. And, you know, normally we just hit the stride running uh, with spring training coming. Uh, yeah. But no spring yeah. training. Right I don't now. know. If, uh, Pitchers and catchers me- were supposed to report what? Four a days week ago? ago? Something like, week, like that. Like a week ago, give or take like a couple that. days. Clawson? Clawson? I want to cut this. No. Clawson, could you not though? <laughs> Well, it's not really related. All right. It's just tell us break, after breaking MLB. No, it's it, we can no. talk about it. All right. Yeah. Break, now let him okay. speak. Let the man speak. Okay. Breaking yeah. news coming across my desk, just like Adam Schefter. There's no Adam Schefter. No, it's Jeff it's Passen. Jeff Passen. I guess it, it passes from Jeff Passen passes from Jeff Passen's desk. That's weird. Onto <laughs> passes mine. from Jeff Passen's desk. It Jeff Passens to my desk. Right into Clausen, our inside guy, Alex Clausen. Uh, jury finds former LA Angels staffer Eric K guilty of distributing fentanyl and causing the death of Tyler Skaggs. Wow! As in LA of Anaheim. Yes, they must have forgot to add that in. Because, not to take away from like what Clausen just said, because <laughs> the Tyler Skaggs thing is ridiculous and has no place in sports and obviously we don't have all the information on that yet and i'm like actually really looking forward to like knowing what actually happened there because i feel like it's such a outlier situation 
Very, yeah. The Los Angeles Angels are not actually based in L.A. They're you, from they're from Anaheim, and that's yeah. not, not L.A. They're not the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. That makes no sense. They're I the, mean, like but, this is a grievance that maybe I shouldn't be expressing in this particular moment, but they're not the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. That makes no sense because Anaheim is a completely separate entity than Los Angeles. It just makes no sense. It's like saying the the Quincy Red Sox of Boston. Yeah, it just makes no sense. And the the Boston Red Sox of Quincy. Yeah, that makes no sense. And I hate like the Foxborough Patriots of New England. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No. 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 But that's fucking ridiculous. No, but that at least makes it, it would be like the ball. Bo- it would no, be like because bo- Foxborough the, is in New England. No, it would at least it would be like the Boston Patriots of Foxborough. It's like, well, the Patriots don't play in fucking Boston; they play in Foxborough. Yeah, there's Boston has nothing to do with it. Yeah, exactly. And well, LA they were the Ana- they were the Anaheim Angels for a while. This was and a they, rebrand. And they should like, be. And yeah, they should be like I don't know. It like the ho- like the hockey team, the Ducks. Like they're not the the Los Angeles Ducks of Anaheim. They're the Anaheim right. Ducks. They're the Ducks. And it's you like know. you don't see like the like the Mets and the Yankees trying to like fight for like New York as in the same way that like the Angels and the Dodgers are like trying to fight for LA because it's like futile. Like at least the, the Mets are in Queens, which is in New York. That makes sense. Well, you don't you don't you also don't see like the East Rutherford, New Jersey Giants of New York. Yeah. Like, come on. I don't like know. Like if we, that, if we had if we had honest team names. We'd have the Anaheim Angels. We'd have the New Jersey Jets and Giants. We'd have the San Jose Warriors. I mean, a bunch of teams just don't play what their what their names say. Look, at the end of the day, it's like, does it really matter that much? Honestly, no. to me, to me, it kind of does. The the Angels one is the worst though, because it's it, not it, like by they, far. Because they're like they're half dipping their toe in, half dipping their toe out. Like the Giants and Jets just pretend that they don't play in New Jersey, but the Angels are like, "Oh, we play in LA, but like we're also just going to attack this other city close to us, or yeah, we because, actually play into our name." Because Guardy, the Angels want the, all the clout of being in LA without actually being in LA. Right. That's right. that. That's 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 foul. That's foul. <laughs> that's awesome. foul. Uh, you, what, uh, what, so we're, we're recording this two days after the Pat Light interview. I, I got to ask, what uh, what length shorts are you wearing right now? Wearing pants. What? Dude, it was 62 today. Yeah, people are pussies on the first day when it's like low-key warm. What do you Everyone mean? Everyone wears pants. Could, could I, could I jump to Clausen's defense? Not no. entirely. Not entirely. But you got to feel it out. No. So, Clausen, I own one pair of inseam five-inch shorts. Yes. I own one pair, and the only time I ever wear them is when I do legs at the gym. I don't wear them just out and about, like, left, left, right, and center, going on a jog, this and that. I don't, I don't you force go on people jo- to look at my quads like you do, Clausen. If you're running, you should. The shorter, I, uh, the better. I mean, you got me there. I don't run. Clausen, do you own a Speedo? No. Clausen does seem like the type of guy I, to own a Speedo, right? Don't you, I can picture you at the beach, like, towel around your neck, just, like, uh, hands on hips, staring to the sun with just, like, a Speedo up your ass crack. 
Don Bridge Graphics Department. Don't get on that one. Come on, Harry. You can do it. I don't think Harry wants. I think Harry would quit. I don't even know what this episode that. has. He can't. Turned into. He can't quit because we don't pay him anything. There's nothing well, to quit. We can't even quit because we don't get paid anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, what are we supposed goodness. to be talking about right now? Um, well, we were talking about spring training, and then Tyler Skaggs, and then immediately went into <laughs> the Los Angeles Angels being a fraud. So I every Friday I have this radio show with two or three other guys who work in the sports department. Of is the it wait? Paper. Is it us? It is not you guys, unfortunately. It's not us. Okay. I, I would very much enjoy that, but it's with the guys who are also in the sports department of the newspaper. And <laughs> since last semester, we've only had like three shows so far this semester. They've gotten increasingly like more annoyed with me because I keep just getting absurdly off topic when we're talking sports. And I'm like, this is entirely to blame on Gone Bridge because I've had to learn how to just bullshit content for the last three months. And we're talking about, oh, I, we like we had this whole discussion about ice cream flavors and shit like that, like all over the place. And I was like, I've just gotten awfully good about being on a sports show and not talking sports. Well, honestly, if they're not, you know, prepared for something like that, then they're not quite as professional as the three individuals on Gone Bridge right now. Well, here's the thing is, like, if you're tuning into a show, like, how much analysis do you really want to hear about the Super Bowl? Like, you know, like Rams, Bengals, you know, shit's going to happen. You know, you, you want to laugh a little bit, too. It One can only take so much. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And baseball's our bread and butter. There is no baseball going on. In fact, there's not even any news. So we've just been having fun this offseason. Damn, there's literally nothing. This has become kind of a variety podcast. Once the season returns, we're going to have like three-hour episodes. We've gotten have- so good at like making our episodes absurdly long for no reason. Yeah, clean 40 went out, went out the window like eight weeks ago. I know. We've been hitting went out the window after like episode six. I don't. You, what, we've been we've been hitting like 120 easily, like over the past like three months. It's great to drive to. Let me tell you. Yes, yeah. I agree. When I, when I go on long drives, I listen to Gone Bridge for an hour and a half, and then classical music for the other length. Yeah, I was gonna ask this because I, I don't think I've ever even like asked you guys about this like privately, like off the show. Do you guys ever listen to the show back? Like, because I I listen Every to it week. before it comes out, and then yeah. I mean, I don't listen to the episode when it comes back. When it when it comes out. Wait, or wait, you no. You don't no, wait, listen to it? When it co- no, 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 hold on, hold on. I fucked that up. When we record it and then you guys listen to it back, I'm not a part of any of that. What? So I don't, no way. I never get the file. <laughs> you don't ask for it. I, I felt like it kind of went without saying that I'd like to listen to it. All right, but if, I mean, you, listen- if you want to listen to the raw audio file, just fucking let me know and I'll give it to you. I mean, Honestly, nothing really changes. I listen to it after and it gives us a download. Well, well, I, I download it too after. Yeah, I always like I, I listen through. Here, like, Gardy, do you listen through to the whole thing after? It depends. If it's a really, like there are some episodes where I will. So here's how it works. It depends on the week, but either Steve will record on Zoom or I'll record on Zoom. If I record, I send it to Steve. He edits it. He sends it back to me. I upload it and I do all the shit. So it goes out everywhere. But after he edits it, I listen back to it. 
like before it comes out um what was i gonna say if it's if it's like you know we have some episodes that i'm i like listen to it once through like okay that's good enough for me but some of them like the bronson interview like i think i listened to it twice like like good episodes like that like the one that sticks out to me who's your daddy that episode was hilarious you know what episode is a really good episode actually i think the one episode now that i think about it the one episode i did not make it through was the one where the audio quality was just oh my gosh fifth episode 50 i don't think i made it through either that That was the 50th episode i thought it was 51 no it was episode 50 that episode honestly besides our first handful probably our worst one well, our Wi-Fi was all really bad that day. No, we were we were doing the breakout room. We were in the room together. Oh yeah, no, you're totally right. That, that was, was terrible. Mistake. I mean, it we well, had to try it. Yeah, for people we who just don't didn't know. have the necessary yeah. equipment. No, like to make an in-person podcast happen. Like now we do. Like oh, if we whoa. if we Wait, wanted what? to, if we wanted to have an in-person podcast, we do have the necessary equipment now where we could make that a reality. But honestly, this I am in works. the party where like this works really well, and yeah. the audio quality is pretty, pretty good. I think so. it's weird. It's weird to me too because like when we were sitting there, so we were sitting around this table. And we only had one mic because if we had two, it was like cutting in and out. Uh, and it was just weird to me too. Like I'd say something, and then you'd like you'd be right there, and I was like, this is just like weird. This is not what I'm used to. Yeah, because if you but. didn't know. Uh, when we record the Gone Bridge podcast, we're all in our own homes, <laughs> like on campus, like houses and apartments, whatever. Our school's pretty big too. So for Clawson and I to get over to where we were recording, 20 minute walk, Steve's like 10 minutes. It's, it's just, yeah, it is from our, to, it's, like, it's, it's like 17. It's, like, it's, it's far enough. Yeah. It's not it's close. It's like, a, you got to, it's much more efficient doing this way. It works out better. That's I think the, it sounds better too. I and agree. I, I mean, I feel like we're getting off topic. We're just point. completely rambling right now. Completely yeah. rambling. Um, we got some questions though. Do we? Yeah. I feel like Pat would have liked the questions of Matt. I'm kind of disappointed that we missed. You're right. We kind of. We kind of drop the ball on that everything right. seemed kind of ridiculous like at when we were recording with pat and questions with matt i feel like would have just like kind of <laughs> well you right in. you texted us it was like the last question he was talking about chris bryant hitting the bat boy and he was like and you were like <laughs> i can't believe that i was i i had to listen back to the episode uh like the raw audio because we're gonna have to cut some stuff and that story is just so funny how many things did we cut i don't know that hasn't been decided yet i have not listened back to the audio file and and in full truth i probably won't listen to it until tomorrow morning so this episode's probably going to come out friday like noon that's on friday i just want to run it the people get what the people get no no we can't we can't let some of that slide we we we, we really can't does Guardi look like Michael Chavis right now? You know, for a long time, I thought Michael Chavis was like a Dominican, but he's not. He's a white guy. All right. We got some questions. <laughs> First one comes in from Matt. 
he said, what's your favorite kind of tree? Pat would have loved these. What's my favorite kind of tree? Yeah. Uh, probably Christmas. <laughs> um, Christmas tree is my favorite type of tree. Okay, I like it. Clausen? Um, I'm an inflatable palm tree kind of guy. Real palm trees? No way. I like fake trees. I can appreciate a fake tree. I have one in my shower. I have to clarify. Uh, when I say Christmas tree, I mean a real, like a real Christmas tree. Not what they're called, like actually called, Steve? Like an evergreen? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you knew the name. Go fuck yourself, Clausen. We learned a lot about Steve Brady. This was a degrading episode for Steve Brady. I'm going to cut so much of this out. It's unreal. <laughs> there is one part at the end that I know for certain is getting cut. Steve just, yeah. Pat there, like, there, brought up Pat... the worst in us. He brought up the worst in us. And I'm going to have to cut a, a few things that Pat thought was enjoyable, but in reality, it's not appropriate to broadcast on a podcast i mean it is what it is the, he subtly roasted all of us at one point uh like when clausen yeah. was, was standing up he's like all right well let's take a seat here well, and then like he he jabbed at all of us but we jabbed we, we definitely jabbed at him i know i was listening back to uh back well when i was listening back to it I was like, damn we kind of came out swinging a little bit i yeah, kind of felt like I felt it's bad pat little, light. but yeah it's pat light i mean in the first like yeah. five minutes we the first five minutes, who we were, he said no, and then we told him he was an alcoholic. We did not tell. No, him we that. did not say that. Why, Clausen? We didn't. No, no, we did not call him that. That's really I had it in the notes that I was going to. I guess I must have skipped oh over. Oh my god, that. dude! He kind of insinuated it. He said right, he got no, into look, the bar at business. The other day, right. He got it into is... the bar business because he likes to drink. There was a okay. lot. Of... He called himself an alcoholic. There was a lot of drinking stories from Pat. Look. At the end of the day, the Pat Light interview, which you've already listened to, if you're listening to this part of the podcast, is a lot different than anything that we've ever recorded. So I hope you enjoyed it. But in reality, it might not be for everybody. So that's just the honest truth. A good point. That's a good point. Back to your regular. What class? What are you typing? All right, let's get back to where we need to be, which is kind of everywhere but nowhere. Oh, my favorite type of tree. Um, I don't know. Probably the one Harry Potter, like the really big one. I don't know, it was cool. From the Prisoner of Azkaban? Yeah, what's called the Weeping Willow. I like that tree. Uh, second question from Matt. What's your least... What's your what's your least favorite state? Idaho. Why Idaho? I've been there, Steve. What what do you have against Idaho? It seems like a fucking a bunch of lames live there. I think we have listeners. We actually have to be careful because we have we we have listeners in every state. No, honestly, if you are from Idaho and you listen to this podcast, it is evidently true that you are not a lame like everybody else in your country because we're cool in your country if, you if it were cool and if you listen to this podcast then you're cool obviously but 
if you're from Idaho, Clausen, could you please fucking mute your mic when you cough, you bastard? That one snuck up on me. If you're from Idaho and you don't listen to the Gombridge podcast, then you're a fucking lame, and I'm sorry. So if you have any family members from Idaho that don't listen to our show, you should get them onto it, or they're going to be a fucking lame for the entire like rest of their lives. Sorry. Awesome. Um, give New Mexico back to Mexico. Okay. I would, uh, if, I, if I ever become president, like my fifth presidential decree is to trade Puerto Rico for New Mexico. Okay. I'm cool with that. We get a, we get a new island. You can yeah, you can give New Mexico back. I'm fine with that. Okay. Uh, least favorite state for me, uh, Kansas and Kansas can go fuck itself. Oh, Kansas, Kansas is cool. No, it's not. I drove, when I when I did my road trip this summer, we drove right through it, and it was the most boring state of all time. Flatland misunderstood. I don't think so. There's yeah, what that there. sounds like to me, Guardy. What sounds like a personal problem? What that I don't like Kansas. Yeah. You just yeah. called out the whole the whole population of Idaho. Yeah, Idaho is fucking lame. But he's never been there, so it's not a personal. I know issue. that's that's a good point. An All unbiased right. take from Steve. Have Brady. you, Clausen? Have you been to New Mexico? I would never step foot. Okay, well then I'm gonna have to pick a state that I haven't been to. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know what will never cease to amaze me. North Dakota, fuck North Dakota. No, not North Dakota. You know, we'll never what? cease to that, amaze Steve? me. What? Uh, just the fact that people listen to this podcast. That <laughs> that that will never cease to amaze me. But... Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know anymore. Uh, we also got we got uh this is this is from a couple weeks ago. We we have kind of been all over the place. Uh, we got some questions from Jess as well. And she said we should rename the segment Matt and Jess. That's not gonna happen. I'm sorry, Jess. You gotta but, build. You gotta build your reputation, Jess. She's yeah. she she did give us some good questions though. Let's yeah, but but one week's worth of good questions does not equal an I, entire Steve, an entire just, lifetime of good Steve, questions. Matt, you can't shoot the messenger, dude. I'm just telling you what you. No, want. I'm not shooting the. I'm not shooting you, Guardian. I'm just saying. In reality, no, I, she can't. Matt's, no, Matt's been grinding. He's been grinding. Matt, Matt has been grinding since day one. So Jess needs to put in some legwork, and then we'll talk about changing the segment to All questions right. with Matt and Jess. All right. There you go. Uh, thoughts on putting ketchup on mac and cheese? No. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Not the, it's, it's okay. You think it's okay? I, Gary, I mean, you, like, you like jelly and ketchup. I knew, that was, I knew that was going to come back up. The second I knew that was going to come back up. Hold on. Get an opinion. Clausen, um, are you are you out on ketchup on mac and cheese? Yeah, hundred percent. Actually, okay. I'll, I'll you know I'll expose myself. I used to put ketchup on absolutely everything when I was a kid. I used to put it on fruit. Oh come on! <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like grilled cheese. I used to. No. Yeah, I, to- I no, put no, grilled, grilled cheese is different. It's good. No, grilled because it's like tomatoes. It's like it's like cold tomato soup. It's almost tomato soup. It's You're right. It, like it's low budget tomato soup. I'm honestly, all right. I'm gonna be fully honest with the listeners right now. I've been I've been balling on a budget recently. I have I have roughly zero dollars in my bank account, thanks to just overspending 
and I lost a, a fair chunk of change on the Bengals in the Super Bowl. So I am at roughly zero dollars. Ketchup is a solid tomato soup substitute. And please don't tell me you've eaten that as tomato soup. I'm for not like a, a meal. I'm not just like a bowl of tomato soup, but I have made a grilled cheese and been like, I don't have any tomato soup. So let me just like dab some ketchup on that. You know what? Yeah, that's a, fine. Get a grilled cheese bar at the dining hall a couple, like a week or two ago. Yep. I, I went good. back for thirds. It it has been showing. I will not lie. That does show. But You calling them fat? <laughs> I am getting fat. I'm kidding. Yeah, Clawson, you said you're bulking, right? Yeah, I'm gaining a lot of weight. Nice. Um, if you could only have one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? That's a, that's a good question. It's far better than is water wet. Probably. All right. Can I, can I ask a follow-up question to that question? Sure. I don't know. I don't know what I could tell you more, but. You make the rules here, Gardy. Okay. If I choose something like pizza. Yep. Can I change the toppings every time I eat it? Uh, I'm gonna no. S- no. I'm gonna say no. Too much. So bread. I so need like, to. So like, if I said cereal, then I could just. I got like a ton of variety. I'm gonna say okay. no. No, that makes sense. It's too open ended. I would probably choose uh like a veggie pizza, with like peppers and onions and. Uh, We'll throw even some like sausage in there. We'll we'll do that. That a pizza with with peppers, onions, and sausage. That's what I would eat forever. That's actually a really good choice. That's a really good choice. Uh I don't really I don't really know. I kind of like that answer. You can double down on it if you want. I'm trying to think what else I would go with because it's like, you know, I'm not gonna go with like a salad because it's boring. I need some calories. Pizza's good. Pizza doesn't get old. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to double down on Steve's answer. Pizza with peppers, onions, and sausage. I'm going to say grilled cheese and tomato soup, but it's ham and cheese. Okay. So you're going to put ham in your grilled cheese? With tomato soup. Okay, that's that's fair. Is ham or bacon better on a grilled cheese? I personally... I like it's bacon. the same thing. It's not. Well, no. It tastes a little different, but it's the same difference. Certainly not. It's mm. certainly not. Um, all right. Do you want to do one more question from Jess or save them? Uh, let's do one more. Okay. Uh, next one comes in from Jess. She asked, uh, if you could choose new team colors for the Red Sox, what would they be? Yellow. Probably yellow, and you know what the UCLA colors are? That. They. So, like, exactly the jerseys that they. Yeah, like yellow and light blue. Like the jerseys we saw them wore that one time? Yeah, yellow and light blue. The the yellow socks? Yeah. Okay. Yellow and light blue. All right. I think that'd be cool. Give me green and white. So like yeah, the, the same pa- the St. Patty's Day uniforms, honestly. Those were tight. Cool too. Those were tight. I don't Those know if that's tight. what you were looking for, Clausen, but yeah. I'm with it. I'm with it. Um, should we close out the knife? Yeah, we'll close out the knife for the second time because we totally I closed said, out the knife with uh Pat. 
Well, no, we didn't. I said, Pat, do you have a closing out the ninth? Or I said, Pat, do you have a closing thought? No, you said let's close out the ninth. I said, no, we'll do that later because I knew we still had to record a little bit more. And then I asked, and you said that's the same fucking thing. Well, because it is. Well, I know. Okay. Well, Guardy basically told me to fuck myself because Guardy's in charge and I'm not. So, Steve, you got to close out the ninth thought. My closing out the ninth thought is that. So we haven't touched on it yet, but apparently the MLB and the players committee met today and it lasted all of 15 minutes. There's, I don't know the exact number of days, but it's more than 10 and less than 25 where they can meet and come to an agreement where the MLB will start on time. That's straight up just not going to happen. So everybody be prepared for the MLB to start the very least, the very minimum, uh, a month or two later than it usually does. And that's upsetting to me. I, I know it's upsetting to you two because we want the MLB to be as active as possible. So what I have to close as a ninth at the end of the day, long story short, uh, fuck you, Ron Banfred. Go fuck yourself. You are the worst commissioner of all of sports. You do a terrible, like Roger Goodell does a terrible job with the NFL. Rob Manfred, you do a worse job, and you stink, and I hate you. I hate you. That's my closing of the night. I hate you, Rob Manfred. Thank you, Steve. Um, my closing out the night thought, I can't really top that. Uh, you could double down on it. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to double down again. Uh, my closing out the night thought is uh, – Go Sox. Go Sox. Go Sox, kid. My closing out the ninth is thank God there was no truck day. 2022 is a great year. Boo. They sucks. Boo. It's just, it's such a letdown. Like, Boo. all it is is like, you know, oh, the truck is packing up. I'll see you in like <laughs> You're too 13 close. days when it finally gets to Florida. And then in another like six days from then, it's like it marks like three weeks until spring training because it takes them a while to get down. It's not. You're just wrong. Then, you just hate. I, I'm nice right. Like, Would you? They get it down. It's not like they get it down there and they're like ready to get on the field. <laughs> they bring the truck down, which takes forever. <laughs> Can you shut the fuck up? They take the trucks down. Takes. Dude, you just stop. You just close. Do me a favor. It takes me a favor. another stop. like week for everybody to get there. It's such a tease. It would be like. Tell me, like, you right. would die if Truck Day was tomorrow. MLB's back on track. You're not. You're not. <laughs> truck Day sucks. <laughs> Thank God, the 2021 season is already off awesome. to a better. Start awesome. The 2022 season is already off to a better start than 2021 because we didn't have to sit through Truck Day. Oh, go fuck I also hate off. spring training. Fucking end this episode like right now, Gardner. Minutes. And end the end the episode. <laughs> I cannot stand to be in a Zoom call any longer with this person. If you enjoyed, well, I I don't know. I I really don't know what that whole episode was. That was, as Steve mentioned, a little bit more edgy than we normally do. However. If you enjoyed what you're listening to, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gombridge Podcast and Twitter at Gombridge. Don't forget to subscribe to our episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you listen to them. 
And we'll be back next week with episode 73. See ya!